Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Growth Podcast. This is episode number 13, our season finale. Welcome, everybody, to this uh, edition of the Growth Podcast. Like I did say, this is our season finale. This is episode number 13, our season um, we'll come to an end on this particular episode of the podcast and obviously we'll return um, a little bit later. I obviously advise you on when the return date of the podcast will be. I'm sure we will come back bigger and stronger. Um, I wanted to end this season by helping each and every one of us to have a self-assessment at individual level, to look within ourselves and see are we where we want to be? And if we are not there, what could possibly be standing in our way? There are a number of things that are on this self-assessment checklist that I will give to you. So you look within yourself. Don't think about someone else. Look at it from at individual level. How am I doing in this particular area? There are a number of areas and uh, I will list them and I will start with, uh, before I go further into this, first of all, um, let me give you the inspiration for where this came from. Um, I attended an event for women, <laughs> I know it's strange, um, a women's event and uh, one of the speakers at that event was uh, Tafadzwa, um, the go-getter. So she did share with all those in attendance this particular self-assessment worksheet and it was basically an opportunity for every person to say, okay, in this area, I think I'll give myself five out of 10, or in this area, I am strong, or in this area, I'm struggling. And that is exactly what the purpose of this self-assessment worksheet was. And I felt that it was important that I share this with you. Um, obviously, if you want more details or more, you can obviously reach out to Tafadzwa. I know she does personal um, and I think group coaching of some sort. Yeah, you can follow her on Instagram. You'll find her there and uh, she'll obviously be able to give more guidance if at all you will need it. So, um, like I did say, there are a number of things. Number one is physical and mental health. Um, I think we live now in a time where everyone understands the value of being physically fit and mentally fit. You need to ask yourself at individual level, how physically healthy are you in terms of your fitness, your nutrition and your sleep? How many hours of sleep do you get and how does that then reflect on your performance in your business or at work? Fitness. We've seen these days people are running every day in the morning, people are trying to jog, people are trying to go to the gym, and all that feeds into their physical fitness. And then also, how well do you take care of your mental and emotional well-being? How well equipped do you feel to cope with your life's demands and responsibilities? For example, do you rest on a regular basis? Do you heal um, from whatever it is that may have harmed you? Because sometimes mental challenges come because there are certain things in our lives that we're dealing with and we haven't actually come to terms with the fact that something happened. Sometimes it's a loss of a loved one. You lost your mother or you lost your sibling or you lost your spouse or your partner and that can then make it difficult for someone to get to the space where they were mentally before that particular event did happen. So those are the things that you have to deal with. But then also in the physical, it's very important for you to just come to terms with the fact that you are on a good slate with your physique as an individual, you eat healthy and you take care of your physical well-being. The other element, number two, is a spirituality aspect. How well connected are you to your superior being? And so if you're a Christian, for example, how is your relationship with God? If you are 
of any other religion, whatever religion that may be, how in tune are you with your spirituality? And this is very important because at the end of the day, spirituality is our compass. It guides us to our higher calling. And most people may be doing well in other areas, but just because they struggle there, they then find themselves struggling everywhere. So are you doing enough to nurture the relationship with your God, the relationship, for example, how are you doing in terms of your church? Do you regularly attend church? And all those things then feed into your spirituality. Number three speaks to your character and your personality. So under character and personality, now you're asking yourself if there are any character traits that negatively impact your own well-being and the quality of relationships that you have. Sometimes you find maybe you have a short temper, maybe you are, well, you know, you always easily get offended. Those then are some traits of your personality that then begin to hinder your progress. Because look, if you're seen to be short-tempered, you uh, always shout at people, you always um, have an emotional reaction to everything, that can limit the progress you make, for example, in your organization. Because look, there are some careers where if you have a certain personality trait, you cannot thrive. For example, someone in customer care can't thrive if they have a short temper, they easily get offended, they are not patient. That then can hinder not just their progress in their relationships, but also if they have a business, for example. People do not like to interact with those that easily get offended, those that easily snap. And this may be your challenge with, you know, a character trait, but there may be other things. So also you have to ask yourself if you cultivate your strengths, and if you work on your weaknesses, your strengths, those are your gold mines. Those are the things that, for example, make you money. Those are the things that make you stand out, for example, at work because you are strong at them. And when I refer to cultivating your strengths, this basically now is speaking to what you know you are good at. Are you improving on it? Are you upskilling, for example, in your strength? Are you able to develop further your strengths so that if your strengths make you money, you then invest in your strengths and cultivate your strengths so they make you more money. When it comes to weaknesses, you have to work on your weaknesses. Weaknesses are those things that are detrimental to your progress. These are things that stand in your progression. If, you, for example, you're always late, that is a weakness. You have to work on it. If you do not work on it, you then keep getting worse at it. And the worse it gets, the more detrimental it becomes to your progress. So for you to understand your strengths, for you to work on your weaknesses, you have to know yourself. So it means that you have to have a conversation with yourself and be very honest with yourself in terms of identifying where you are weak at. Most of us want to focus on our strengths and we have a tendency to want to drag our weaknesses under the carpet. So you really have to have an honest conversation with yourself. The other critical element speaks to your work ethic and your productivity. How well do you manage your time? How well do you manage your energy and focus to produce your most critical results? Your time, for example, today is Thursday. What are you doing in the next one hour? What are you doing in the next two hours? By the end of the day, what do you hope to achieve? Some people don't know. It will happen when it happens. In the next one week, for example, where do you see yourself next week on Thursday? What do you hope to have achieved by the following weekend, two weeks from now? Are you easily moved by others? If someone says, ah, there's a concert on over the weekend, let's go. Did you budget for that time? Did you plan for that time? Or do you just stand up and say, ah, let's go, I've got nothing to do. If you constantly find yourself having nothing to do, 
there is a very big problem that has to be fixed. Also, how well do you work with others? Are you a team player in your organization? Are you a team player, for example, in terms of businesses? Do you thrive when you partner with others? Or do you always clash with other individuals? That then begins to speak into your work ethic. Because if you struggle working with others, you struggle at work. Because sometimes, or in fact most of the time, most organizations are built around teams. So if you're not a good team player, then you begin to see that you may struggle to progress or you may struggle to fit in a working environment. And then also, the work ethic you have at the moment, is it good enough to get you to your goals? Or do you have to improve on different elements of your work ethic? So it means that what you're doing right now, how well is it working? If it's not working, what are you doing to change it so that it makes you get the results that you want to get? The other thing is personal relationships. I talked about work ethics and teams and whatnot, but now it's about your personal relationships. Do you have healthy relationships with the people that are close to you? Now, these are healthy relationships, not just relationships, but are they healthy? You can have a relationship with a sibling by virtue of the fact that you share the same parents, but is it a healthy relationship that you have or is it a toxic relationship that you're going through? That also applies to dating relationships and marriage relationships. You can have a marriage, but is it a healthy marriage? You can have a relationship, you're dating someone. Is it actually healthy? And then also, the people that you have a relationship with, do they support you and do you them? Do you support them? Support. Don't mistake support for money. Support can be in terms of emotional support, okay? Sometimes they're going through something. Are you there for them? Are they always available to you? If you call a friend that you consider close and you tell them, look, there's something I'm going through. I need you to talk to me about it or talk me through it or I want you to listen to me. Do they have the time to drop whatever they're doing for you? If the answer is constantly no, then you need to revisit these relationships. And then finally, do you feel well-loved? Do you feel supported? And also, do you feel present? for others. The same way that you want others to be present for you, are you also present for them? So that then speaks to relationships. If the answer is constantly no, then it means that you have to work more on building more healthier relationships. The other thing now speaks to your professional support systems. This also extends to networking, okay? Professional support systems, um, do you have a community of other professionals or connections like mentors? Do you have coaches? Do you have sponsors who can offer you objective and professional advice and support? I talked about Tafadzo earlier, who obviously is the author of all of these things that I'm talking about. Um, she does mentorship. And I've obviously emphasized a lot on, the, on this podcast in terms of your access to mentors, people that have gone before you, people that are in the line of work that you want to do or in the line of business that you want to do. Do you have access to them? Do you have these conversations with them? Do you seek to learn from them? But then also, when I talk about a community of other professionals, I'll give you an example. If you are facing a career change, you want to change careers or you want to choose between two job offers, do you have someone you can call and talk to and They'll give you advice off the top of your head. How many names come to you? If you have to struggle to even put five names on paper in terms of who your professional network is, then you have to really work on this area because there will come times when you're having challenges at your place of work or you are having challenges dealing with the supervisor, your manager or your boss is always making your life difficult. 
who do you go to to say, okay, how do I navigate this? How do I make sure that I do not injure my boss but then still get the work done? If you do not have those people in your circle, you really have to find them. I cannot overemphasize that you really need someone to talk to in terms of professional you know, um, support systems. The same also applies for those in business. If you're having a challenge with the business, you're having an employee that is maybe stealing from you, do you have someone you can call and say, how do I manage this? How do I motivate my guys in my business to get the most out of them? You need a guy to call. That guy needs to be someone that will be there, will listen, and will offer the needed advice. Also now, academic qualifications and knowledge come in, okay? Do you have an academic and professional education that is built around the main components of your work, around your area of focus, and is it relevant to what you do? I know that some people thrive without an education, some are in business without an education, but an education is important. That is your fallback. Even a connection, you can have all the connections in the world. If you want to move from organization A to organization B, the connect, the guy that's connecting you will ask you, okay, so uh, send me your papers. For most people, that is where the conversation ends because they have the connections, they know people, but they do not have the academic backing that opens the door for them. So you really have to build around that. But then also, it's not just academic qualification. Sometimes it's building knowledge around areas where you thrive around areas of your work around your focus areas knowledge these days is built on youtube guys will teach you basically anything but then this knowledge also applies to those that are already qualified you have the academic degree you have the professional qualification but you have to build more knowledge in that subject area some people got their marketing degrees in 1995 a lot has changed over the years are you building more knowledge in that field for you to become more successful and build a strong working understanding of that area? That is very important for you to do. The other thing speaks to your personal branding and your visibility. You have to ask yourself, how intentional am I in creating a narrative around who I am? And also, what is it that you um, want to be visible for in terms of your online presence and also with your community in general? Personal branding, I think, was one of the first episodes of this podcast. And we spoke to intentionalism, That's if that's a word. <laughs> but we talked about, are you being intentional around your personal branding? What is it that you want to be known for? When I see you as Musonda, what is it that I am seeing the first time that I hear the name Musonda? When I see you, what comes to my mind? Visibility speaks to, are you visible in terms of your network, for example? If you are in marketing, are you part of the Zambia Institute of Marketing or any of the professional bodies that are built around marketing? If you are an accountant, are you a member of the Zambia Institute of Chartered Accountants, for example? Do you attend their events? That then speaks to visibility. Remember that most people that progress are those that are visible, those that are easily recognized because of the work that they do. And in this case now, the work that you do speaks to your online presence. What are you constantly posting on your social media? We are past the times of saying it's just Facebook. It's not just Facebook. People will make decisions about your life based on what they see on Facebook. Your digital footprint, it always leaves a trail. We have seen even in Zambia in the politics where people can fish out what the president posted five, six years ago. Why? Because that remains. It's somehow part of your digital DNA. 
So you really have to be mindful about what your brand is built around, especially where a digital footprint is concerned. The other thing is your communication skills. I spoke, I think, I think about a week ago on social media about why it's important for you to build self-confidence, for you to be able to better communicate and not lose opportunities because you lack self-confidence or because you feel that you're shy. Where communication skills are concerned, you have to ask yourself, how confidently do you express your thoughts and opinions in small groups? How confidently do you express your thoughts and opinions in meetings, in bigger groups, and to larger audiences, either written or verbally? If you are at work, are you always quiet in meetings? Are you never raising your hand? In larger audiences, it's going to be worse if the answer is no for the previous question. So it's very important for you to build communication skills. And these communication skills then begin to work for you as you try to build a brand and build a network. It is difficult for you to properly network if you struggle to communicate. So you really have to ask yourself, what am I doing? Am I investing more in my communication skills? I, for example, help people in public speaking. Have you ever approached someone like me? It may not be me, but have you made effort to either buy a book to build your personal public speaking skills? That is very important. Finally, I want to speak to thought leadership. And thought leadership now speaks to how frequently are you as an individual sharing your thoughts and opinions around current issues, around your community or your constituency, or through writing articles or, you know, um, attending interviews. Now, when I speak about your community, I'm now talking about maybe your professional community. Like I said earlier, I refer to Zim for Zambia, uh, for Zambian marketers, and then there's Zika for Zambian accountants. There may be other professional bodies maybe in your country that affiliate a particular profession. Are you known to voice out issues around maybe trends in marketing if you are a marketer? Or if you are a lawyer, for example, are you vocal in terms of giving out your voice on current issues affecting the legal fraternity? Thought leadership, communication skills, all of these things build and feed into your personal brand. Because if you are quiet, we have no idea what you stand for. But if you are constantly speaking, then we begin to better understand you, your thought process, what you represent, and where you see yourself. Most people will approach you based on the articles that you write because those then begin to form an opinion of you. He is always vocal. Sometimes also avoid overdoing it. It's not all the time that you have to say something. It's not all the time that your opinion has to be heard. You have to have proper timing and ask yourself, this statement I am making, this interview I am giving, this article I am writing, is it adding value to who I want to be in the future? Is it building my profile? If the answer is no, some things you can shun. So that's it. Eh? That's a self-assessment worksheet. Physical and mental health, spirituality, character and personality, work ethic and productivity, personal relationships, professional support systems, academic qualifications and knowledge, personal branding and visibility, communication skills, and finally, thought leadership. For each and every one of these items, how well are you doing? If the answer is not so well, build on those things. Because for me, if you have all these things in proper check and you're doing very well, that is the complete human being. Complete human being. Complete human being. Obviously, it's hard to check all of these boxes, but the idea is you make progress one day at a time. Always keep this checklist in mind. 
I think try and visit Afadzwa's page um, or follow on Instagram. She obviously does have this, I'm sure, you know, um, attached somewhere. So, yeah, that is what brings our episode of this finale to a close. And like I did say, um, I brought about this so that we are able to tick and check against our progress because this is a growth podcast. And if you're not growing, then the podcast is not achieving its intended objective. So that, that's it for um, this season. Um, I hope you guys will support the next season. Obviously, the next season will come very differently. Um, there are a number of things that I'm putting up in the background to make sure that when season two comes, it delivers the needed value that you seek to draw from the podcast. And please give us your feedback um, on how the first season has been. And also, please let me know how you would like to see the second season unfold. Reach out to me on social media, um, on Instagram at suilanji one so we land see my page on Facebook and then also you can, you know, just leave a comment um, right here on the podcast. And uh, yeah, I wish that you guys will grow in the next, you know, uh, few weeks that we won't be together. But if you want to be reminded, just go back to the podcast and see what areas you can relate to and grow in. This has been season one. Please keep growing.